BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Now, my next guest, starting his acting career in 1974 in the New York Shakespeare Festival production of King Lear, right there. I cannot do King Lear. You hear my accent? I can't even come close to doing a character in King Lear. He did it with another eloquently speaking gentleman called James Earl Jones in the title role. Then he got busy. He appeared alongside Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. They're supposed to do a remake. I don't know why they're going to mess that up. There's an all-time great movie, Coming to America, and earned a role in 1989 Spike Lee film, Do the Right Thing. That movie should have won an Oscar. He is noted for being the most frequent actor to appear in adaptations of Thomas Harris' Hannibal books, along with Manhunter. That was a good movie right there. He also appeared as Lecter's Jailer, Barney, and The Silence of a Lamb. Ooh, that was a scary movie right there. Jodie Foster, the sequel, Hannibal, and the prequel, Red Dragon. He is well-known to many Baltimore City Police Commissioner Irvin Burrell on HBO's critically applauded claim drama, The Wire. That show was too real for me. His many other credits include Blue Bloods, Lie to Me, Law and Order, SVU, The Good Wife, Elementary, Banshee. We're going to talk about that. That is my all-time favorite show, and Luke Cage. He is now starring on a new show 
called The Village. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Frankie Faison. Well, all right, all right. <laughs> happy to be in the house. Hey, Frank, I love Frank, it. Baby. I'm happy to be in the house. <laughs> hey, Frank, is, is he going to get tired of talking about me? Is he going to get tired of talking about me? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Brother, you are, uh, are, yeah. you are a consummate professional. You are, you articulate. Uh, see, I have to tell people, man, when they come on my show, you know, you, you're a grinder. You're, you're, you're a grinder. Mm. You, you, you know, you got good friends of mine, like Vondi Curtis Hall, my boy uh, Clifton Powell. These are some, some people, they, they play all these different roles. And I'm not saying you like them, but y'all, you, you forget your body of work sometimes and how important. Yeah. I said, coming yeah. to America, if that ain't big in the black community, come on now, do the right thing. If that ain't big in the black community, did he jump over there and do Manhunter and Silence of the Lamb? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, you just don't do that. You, 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 he, he just can't do that. But, man, okay, I, before we get to the village. Um, All right. Okay, now, The Wire. That that, mm. that changed television. Would you say that or not? Would you, because was, I would say it, I've heard that on many occasions. They say, yes, it has. It uh, revolutionized television and the way people watch television and the things that they see on television. It was a huge, huge, huge success and a very important part of, I think, of history in general. Not just black history, but just history in general and the way in which you report and watch and see things. Now, so when you, um, now, I'm so proud of that. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. When, 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 you, when, you, when you read a script, because we all get scripts, you know, you, you, writers come to you and, this, and they say, I want you, you audition for these roles. Did you feel anything when you were reading your character or as the series was developing, you felt like this is something different? This is really gritty. Well, this is too, too real. It's too ab- real. Absolutely. When I read it, I just felt that it was just phenomenal writing. And I felt like it was something I really wanted to be a part of. Initially, I had read, I read audition for the role of, um, for the role of the uh, young lieutenant. Um, I can't, I can't believe my mind, my mind is doing a mental block on me. But um, they saw something in me that said that no, he should be the commissioner of Burrell. And so when I got that role, they came back, and I hadn't remembered reading that role because you're just getting a certain part of the script when you read and audition for things. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's turned out to be a wonderful choice for me, and it's been a wonderful choice for the production as well. I think we both serve each other very well. And yeah. you don't know something is going to be amazing and fantastic. You just do the best you can while you're in it, and then, and then things, they happen, and they happen for the good. And for this show, it was, it was well-deserved. Okay, now my wife going to get excited when I bring up this show because, man... From day one, we couldn't believe it. We didn't uh, uh, ban she. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 now that is that was a no brainer, man. That now, that was a show that just from reading the original, just talking to the producer, because I had to have a phone call, uh, interview, conversation with him, mm-hmm. and he told me about the character, and I said, God. I know that man. That man is so he is so he is so in my body of of work to come out, and it was easy. And then the show came out. There now the writing in Banshee is phenomenal. People don't understand. They think it's just one of those 
you know, action no. shows with lots of sex and violence and all that. But if you look at the curve and the and the journey of the writing, the writing path in this show, you will say it is phenomenal. So you get you get sex, you get violence, you get killing, and you get amazing writing and amazing actors. Banshee really is, stands out as is one of my all time favorite. Uh, shows to be a part of and i'm glad that people get excited about it and people for me you know little old ladies i never thought would be interested in that genre they say oh i can't wait to see the next episode of Anzi. and i'm like wow you too go ahead it's great so the most diverse show to ever hit television as far as i'm concerned not i've never seen a show so diverse you know to air and it, it it treats women with such respect i mean these are powerhouse women and every ethnicity that you can name Yes, sir. Is well represented in Banshee, so oh, Banshee stands out. It stands out because of the fact that one, because the reason, I, the reason that reason I bring it up first, one of my favorite shows, but also the fact mm. that your character could have been white. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and but right. because it is right. a, it's in a rural community outside of, in Pennsylvania, not uh, and you uh, and you a bar owner. Now, how many black people you know own a bar in that type of community? And, 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 but, <laughs> right, but you no, gave it such. Like it's- you understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That when we talk, talk oh. about talent and, 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 and believability, and you gave us that, even though the elements will say, is that true? Yes, it is. Because your character allowed us to believe it, and then you gave us a, a, a reason to root for you and support your, your, your point of view. That's, that's, a, that's a gift yeah. that you have. It's so universal. And to me, you know, as an actor and as a person and a human being, that's very important to be universality. I mean, I want something that that the whole universe can relate and respond to. And I don't want to be backed into some corner of ethnicity or stereotype or any of that kind of stuff. I don't want, you know, that is not interesting to me. Something, and I appreciate your words about about that too, because if it's not, if it, it doesn't have that element of universality in it, I'm just like, uh, I'm not that interested in doing it. I mean, I will do certain things like that, but for the most part, I want it to be broad strokes. I wanted to say it's undefinable. You know, anyone, you know, I can res- I can relate, I can respond to it. So that really moves my heart. I appreciate those words very uh, much. Uh, they're honest words, sir. They're honest words. And I say, sir, just out of respect because of your body of work, it, it, it screams that you, you're versatile. And even in your tone. But I want to make sure that everybody knows who I'm talking to. Uh, Frankie Faison has a new show. Uh, called The Village that we're going to talk about more in the next break, but also we want to remind people of his body work from coming to America, do the right thing, Silence of the Lamb, to recent smash hits like The Wire, like Banshee. And we come back, I got to talk a little bit about Luke Cage. Luke Cage there. Another versatile platform where he sells his personality. More with Frankie Faison. You know, this is Rashawn. Hello, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. My next guest, you know, when I say the word uh, King Lear, you know, Shakespeare, you can hear it in his voice. You know, the more and more I can hear, he can do Shakespeare because he does so many different characters. You realize that this is his natural voice. He's a gifted actor, a gifted, a gifted stage presence. I want to bring him back on the show. We've been talking about the previous break. We talked about Banshee, when a, when a phenomenal, diverse show that uh, it's just, you know, the thing about it, when you, all these actors that he, that he knows, he's been around a lot of talented people. And he always seems to be around a lot of talented people. But his presence stands out. He always comes across as a big man on the screen. 
And that I think that's really important when you say that when you're around talented people who are have went on and become even bigger stars in films and not saying he's not a big star, but you know that he holds his own and also has a presence of his own. He has a new show called The Village that's uh, on TV right now. Please, sir, uh, tell us, uh, please welcome back to the show, Frankie Faison. All right. Hey, Frankie, <laughs> tell us about, about the new the show. Village a little bit. Just talk about the village. Tell us about that. I know it's a, right. I know it's set in an apartment building. It's another diverse cast. A lot of different characters that you're playing off on, which is not something unusual for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, it is. It is a very diverse cast, and and in age, ethnicity, and every every aspect that you can mention. I mean, the youngest cast member is like uh, eight years old, and it goes. The oldest one is eighty eight, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about this. It's, it takes a village to raise a family yes, or sir. raise a child, and this is about this apartment building in Brooklyn, and we call it the village because all of the all of the uh, all of the residents of this apartment building, they interact with each other and they help each other out. And when they say, good day, how you doing? Or is there anything I can do to help you? They mean it. They're not just giving lip service. And this script is just so well developed and so well written that it just, it touched my heart from the very moment that I first read it. And I identified immediately with the character that I portray because it takes into, um, it, it, it takes in the fact that uh, two of the greatest characters that I've played in my career, one being the landlord and coming to America, and the other one being the bartender in <laughs> Banshee. So I'm the super of a building, and I have a bar, that little jazz bar club that I run. And I'm like, hey, this if I can't play this, nobody can. Just, so I was just yep, so excited yep, yep. to get that part. And it's just like, it's been a dream. And this show, you guys have really got to check it out and give it a chance because it's... Um, it's it's doing something that this country is not really doing now, mm-hmm. and that's coming together. This show brings people together. We I think that in our present uh, in our present climate, we are sort of like being torn apart. We're being taught not to not to respect your neighbor, not to not to listen to your neighbor. You know, to separate everything, putting everything in boxes. You know, you over here, you over there, you over there. But in the village, it's about bringing everybody together so that we can love one another and take care of one another. And I think that everybody would respond to that in this show. I'm excited about it. Well, you should Very be. You should be. This show is on NBC. Uh, and, uh, and, and the great part about it, when you don't want to hear the enthusiasm, here's the funny part about you as a talent, is that each role, you've had it in your resume. So when you're coming in now, you just, it's like, okay, I know that. I know that bartender. I know that policeman. I know that husband. I know that 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 angry guy. I know the prison warden. I know all all these characters. So is it do do you just do you reach back to some of your previous experiences to prepare for a current experience? How do you do that? Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. <laughs> it's like every character that I've ever played, there's a connection. You heard of six degrees of separation? Yes, sir. Well, there's a connection somewhere. Now, longevity and age are things that really help me to be able and define how I can move forward in, in portraying another character as it comes to me. And it's experience is the best teacher. All of those cliches, they really are very important. I think if you would listen to those, listen to what those things are saying to you. And I think that my life, 
long um, experiences have have informed me so that I can, I mean, I can just play, I mean, all these characters are in me someplace, and I've just got to go deep down inside me to find them and to release them and bring them out and then to share them with my fans and with the public. So uh, that is my, that's my, 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 my secret to acting and, and as well as to living. So there you have it. Well, I, I if think it that, ain't in me, I can't bring it to you. Well, it is in you now because your resume tells me you can bring anything, you know, because of the fact that mm. at the core of what you, you know, to be able to do Shakespeare is the core of acting. That's that. That's the core of being able to deliver, you know, a, a, a language styling that very few people can even attempt to do. So, so you mastered uh, that, okay? And so now you're yeah, just articulating that, from a from a personal life story, correct? Right. And that's what makes you special from a standpoint of. That's what I was just saying is like when you was in Banshee, I felt that you were the bartender, the owner. When you was in Luke Cage, okay, I felt that you owned that barbershop. It was in Harlem. I'm telling you, that's pretty right. extreme, sir. Okay, <laughs> Banshee, Pennsylvania, hanging out with white folks who crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. now you in Harlem, hanging out with a superhero around crazy right. black folks trying to kill everybody, and you was in that barbershop right. holding your own. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, that was like, I mean, that Luke Cage experience came right after Banshee. Now, I mean, uh, here is a spoiler alert. I mean, I get I, I get killed in the uh, second episode in Luke Cage. And it was like after doing four seasons of Banshee mm-hmm. and, you know, the kind of physical um, uh physical uh physicality that's yes. involved with that show yes. and then to come to luke cage i was really tired and i came <laughs> right after luke cage i didn't have a chance to catch my breath right. so people say you got killed i said yeah i did but i needed to die so i could get some rest and get some peace and it was such a enduring role i mean those mm-hmm. two episodes and, and the way that i and the way that they carried me on in the whole season they yes. talked about yes. you know my care pops you know from the barbershop yes. i just felt like i was alive throughout the whole season of that show, even though I only did two episodes. I'm, I'm going to tell you and how powerful your character was. When they came back and stayed in that barbershop, it was not the same. Because I thought it was like, right. it was, it was, it, I didn't know why, because of the fact that they were trying to hold on to a, a brand that you established, but your memory hadn't, wasn't carried on. And so that's why I know right. that what you did and established that, 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 that whole relationship and your death, you know, all that was important, and that's important to you. The characters you try to that that you not only try that you do develop. Now, in the in the village, yeah. tell us about your character more about how they relate. You you broke down the entire show, but tell us more about your character. Well, my character, he's sort of the he is the, not sort of he is the patriarch of this building, and um, he, along with his wife, the uh, beautiful, talented Lorraine Toussaint, uh, who is the matriarch, we are the glue. We are the fabric that holds everything together. People, they bring, they filter all their problems through us. Everything that's going on, it comes through either myself, my character, which is Ron Davis, or my my wife, who is Patricia Davis. Mm-hmm. And he is a very, he has a secret, which you won't learn about until, you know, about the <laughs> fifth or sixth episode, you right. know, because we all got skeletons in the closet yes, of a sort. Mm-hmm. But he's a very affable, bubbly kind of guy, and he listens and he takes takes the time to 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 assure people that he is listening and to help them out. So he is like a he is like he is the, he's like the glue. He's like one of the half 
half formula of the glue of the of this building, and everyone knows Ron, and he gives these parties on the roof. He reports, he 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 recites poetry, and which is which is really amazing. These classical poems, there you, go. you know, that come from different places, Absolutely. and um, and he's just like he's he's there for everybody. He's very proud of the building, and he's very proud of his little village. It means a lot to him. We're talking so, to Frankie Faison. But look, for, but look forward to some Absolutely. some secrets about him. They're going to come out, you know. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it always happens, and that's, that's the thing that. The, the formula that makes good writing. You gotta, you gotta have some skeleton in your closet absolutely, somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking to Frank Faison. So. He's a star of the show on NBC called The Village. It comes on every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, East and West, uh, 8 p.m. Central. Um, it's a very diverse New York apartment. That's the setting is New York. Uh, his resume is amazing. I, I was looking through it. You know, soap operas, All My Children. Wow. You know, can, can, can you just stop? <laughs> You can just stop, you know. You know, I'm looking Yo, at it. Son of Anarchy, <laughs> The Vampire Diaries, Shades of Blue, True Colors. Really, sir, mm. sir, you know, believe me, my friend, when I say this, uh, we, as, as, a, as a younger person, you are a uh, inspiration. You're the people that we need. Uh, you're, you're, you're black history. You're walking black history. Understand that uh, everything you do makes my life better and the people around you better and uh well and that means that means the world to me because it's certainly with my mother god rest her soul i mean you know and my father that's that's the kind of individual they always wanted to to raise and you know to hear those words sounding out of your mouth i i i, I give you a great deal of appreciation and respect and um i congratulate you too for the fine work that you're doing man you're getting <laughs> it out there and it's just with energy and love and enthusiasm, whoa, it's, it's, cool. it's overwhelming. Well, he plays much, Ron much. Davis on The Village. This is my man, Frankie Faison. Check it out on NBC every Tuesday. You keep winning, my brother, and keep, uh, keep, keep that acting alive. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.